Hey everybody, welcome to the Patty G Show. I'm your host, Patty G. We are spicing it up this week. We've got Papa Earl's seasoning. We're going to talk about all things cooking, all things Cajun, maybe get into some marketing ideas, TikTok. Who knows what we're going to get down, but I'm super excited to have Mark Norman here, one of the founders of this amazing Louisiana-based company out in Thibodeau. And I'm looking forward to having a conversation with him about how they got started, what they did, and basically some really cool stuff they got going on in the community. But before we get to that, I want to give a big, wonderful shout out to the amazing folks that bring you this show each and every week. Building 5, Falaya Real Estate, Lake Men's Health Center, Horizon Financial Group, Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge, Currency Bank, and you know our outfits each and every week are brought to you by McClavey Limited. If you haven't visited any of them already, be sure to do so and let them know that Patty G sent you. Also, if you're not following us on social media or YouTube or whatever platform you're consuming the show on be sure to do that and a simple click and you help us go miles and miles further than we need to so without further ado mark welcome to the show man thank you for having me patty yeah i appreciate it i'm excited to to hear about your story man i feel like we've got some similarities between the two right. of us with what you got going on with papa earls and mm-hmm. kind of what you're doing on the other side of things so for those that may not be aware who are you and what the heck do you do man oh uh, Again, thank you for having me on and, and allowing me to share my story as well as Papa Earl's. <clears throat> I'm from Thibodeau, Louisiana. Been in Baton Rouge since uh, 2008. About five years ago, uh, I was giving these uh, samples away um, in, in Christmas gifts and Easter baskets and graduation uh, gifts and, and whatnot. And uh, uh, a buddy of mine said, man, I'd like to do something like that with you. He was looking for something to do on his spare time. And um, he was working 30 days on, 30 days off. I said, man, I got this season. I'd really like to take it to another level. He had a culinary degree, so he was f- familiar with the, the cooking aspect as well as a uh, computer to where he can come up with the design and logo and, and that sort of thing. And, 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 you know, overnight, Papa Earl's was, was born. And uh, we hit the ground running that very first year. We, we won Amazon Newcomer of the Year in 2019. And uh, if I can say... One thing positive that came out of COVID was uh, uh, Amazon and the launching of people buying and shopping uh, from the comforts of their own home. And, uh, you know, that's the only thing positive I can say that came out of COVID. And it, that's been a benefit for us. So you already had this seasoning developed? Correct. Had it developed. Okay. Uh, and it was, you know, and, uh, you know, we started grassroots and uh, just started coming out the ground and when COVID hit and a lot of folks started cooking at home and, <clears throat> and buying seasonings and buying other things, home essentials online as well, uh, kind, kind of at the right time. I mean, so how do you, backing up before this kind of became Papa Earl's, you were giving this out as gifts. I mean, how do you even start designing some type of seasoning like this and packaging it and stuff like that? <clears throat> I did what I call my own scientific marketing strategy. I would walk in every every um, grocery store and I'd walk by the season aisle, I'd really jerk my head fast and look at the season. And for whatever reason, white cans uh, and red tops uh, caught my eye. So I knew I wanted it to be a white can. I knew it wanted to be a red top. <clears throat> and then I just started buying a whole bunch of season. Every season that caught my eye, I would buy it and try it and taste it. And, man, that's where my partner really came in. And <clears throat> he, he uh, made up a board uh, with 25 pieces of uh, chicken, put it on the grid, 25 different seasons, and we started saying what we liked and disliked about every one, tweaked my recipe, and came up with, with, with Papa Earl's and, and, and you know, oh, and tried it three or four times uh, with trying to trick me and, and seeing if it was something different, putting the same season, and, and you know, I all kept kept going back to that one square, and, and it wound up being, you know, the Papa Earl's that we all know and love today. So, like, you were, were you giving this out as gifts in, like, mason jars at first? Like, uh, little bitty plastic containers and just okay. putting it on a uh, computer label, like a return label, just typing <laughs> uh, Pop Season Oil on, uh, Pop, P-O-P-S Season, uh, that's my nickname, Pop, so uh, that's kind of how it started. Mm-hmm. I love that. So, like, you were just buying and I'd mix your it garlic in ice powder chest. and yeah. everything. You mix it in an ice chest? Yeah, mix it in an ice chest and scoop it, scoop it in. <laughs> Why an ice chest? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> keep it moist, you know, keep it the moisture out. Okay, I, mean, I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if I'm thinking, I'm just getting thinking like a big mixing bowl right, or something, right. you know, and mixing well, look, it all in Look, I'm from Thibodeau, so, so. You got a lot of ice chests in there. Yeah, right. That's, I mean, mm-hmm. and I've, I've done that a time or two, but it's like I've never thought of giving it out so i mean obviously you had just perfected this recipe 
at least enough to be right. consistent. Correct. I mean, that's correct. Anytime I'm going to like make a season all myself, I feel like I can never recreate it. Well, and that brings me to a good point is I didn't know this. Uh, and, and nobody told me this. I didn't read this on the internet. When you buy a package of, let's say, cayenne pepper, mm-hmm. there's a variance, there's a tolerance. So when you get in a cayenne pepper, they say, here's your bag of cayenne pepper, but they have a variance. So that day they might be getting their peppers from southern Japan. The next week it might be from northern China. So there's a tolerance, a heat tolerance within that within that pepper that um, that's, falls within tolerance. So sometimes it might be on a higher end of, of, of heat, mm-hmm. and sometimes it may be on the lower end. That's why, you know, you go to Popeye's Chicken, and, and every time you go, spicy chicken tastes different, and that's, that's part of the reason is the heat tolerance. May, it's not just more seasoning in it. Okay. It's the heat of the cayenne, you know, maybe more each and every time. So, I mean, how do you, how do you account for that when you're going to make this thing in, in bulk or even just going from one production run to another? I mean, I feel like there would be a variance in flavor because the recipe, if it's, you know, five bags of cayenne pepper per X quantity, if you're doing five bags every time, I mean, you're going to end up with different heat levels. So is it just, again, I don't I don't know this right. about the seasoning industry. Is it just an accepted fact that it's going to be different from yes one can no. run to another? The, the little more you pay, the more uh, tighter you can get that, that ah, variance. Ah, okay. <laughs> so you can, you can pay to play a little bit better Correct. Correct. and get it from... Correct. A lot closer of a place. Correct. Okay. So at the end of the day, to some some season up, next time you're in your grocery aisle, you can look. These cans will be from anywhere from three dollars to eight dollars for, the, for these normal twelve ounce cans. Mm-hmm. Typically, the cheaper they are, the more salt that's in them. So salt is the filler. Oh, so seasoning overall, not seasoning your overall, problem. just no, okay. yeah, in general. Gotcha. So you know, my my tagline is we have to salt as the green can. You know that everybody knows. Yep. But I try to keep the same price point. So okay. price per can, I'm not making nearly what they're making, but I want to get it in people's hands. I feel confident enough if I get it in somebody's hands, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll get a, a repeat customer. Yeah, well, and for seasoning specifically, seasoning and hot sauce and stuff like that, you're going to buy more cans Correct. if you like it. Correct. You know, it's, it's, it's not like you're going to buy and rotate. Once people Correct. find something they like, they're going to stick with it. Correct. And if you've got a low salt end of the spectrum from a seasoning standpoint, I mean, at that point, you're starting to talk about some health benefits. Exactly, there. 100%. And that's, you know, uh, uh, GMO, uh, gluten-free. You know, we try to hang our hat on all those things, just like our fish fry that we're going to talk about that's coming out. Uh, same thing, that we pay a little extra to get not only uh, 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 gluten-free, but to put that label on as well. Everything okay. comes with a cost. Right. I was about to say, so how do you, I mean, when you first started this, you weren't doing near the volume that y'all no. are doing now. It was probably for a handful of friends for some minimum, graduation minimum all gifts. Two hundred fifty, right? Cans so I mean, how do you how are you sourcing that from the beginning? Like, I know there's not just I mean, well, I guess Alibaba has kind of right. helped with that, but like, there's no place to just go on a portal and say I need a thousand cans of seasoning. Who can make it? You know, right? Right. So uh, I uh, I would stop again at all these different places, boudin places, and. Small places, uh, you know. I'm in medical sales. That's my my real nine to five. So I cover Lake Charles to, uh, to Ocean Springs, Mississippi. So I've stopped at every convenience store, Cajun meat market on I-10, and uh, I started seeing these little seasons. Find out where they were made, and there's a big place in Opelousas it's called Targill Season. Okay. Same folks that that produce uh, Slap Your Mama. So I started there, stopped, paid them a visit as Opelousas part of my territory. Went in there, basically said, "You got to give us your formula." Mm-hmm. Um, percent uh, percent wise, so it'd be ten percent salt, twenty percent black pepper, twenty percent white pepper, whatever you you come up with, and they'll give mm-hmm. you a one pound batch as a sample. Okay, and then you tweak it, you, you tweak it from there. So that that's that's the whole you know method to the madness. You know, gotcha. everybody says you ought to go on Shark Tank, you ought to go on Shark Tank. Say, hey, I'm not ready. I'm going to be on Shark Tank, but I'm not ready just yet because anybody mm-hmm. can do. Yeah, uh, anybody can make a seasoning. It, correct, correct. You know, it's not again. So like those. Those manufacturers, especially the one in Opelousas, like you're mentioning, they make it easy for somebody to have a low barrier of entry to the market exactly. when they want to make a can. But, you know, when you start talking that higher level of pitching and getting investors, you got to have a brand at that point, Correct. right? You can't just walk in there 
and say, I got a can of seasoning. They're going to say, great. So does every other Fortune 500 company that wants to give out a gift basket to their clients. You know, it's like, what's unique about Papa Earl's? What's your story? Where you come from? Why did you do this? You know, you got to get that brand formed. And and that was very hard. Um, So, you know, the first person I went to say I'm from Thibodeau, as Rouse spoke earlier, is a Thibodeau company. Uh, uh, And one of them was my neighbor, one of the sons was my neighbor. So I went to see him. He said, look, I can get you in Rouse's tomorrow. I don't think you're ready. He said, my goal is to get you the whole aisle in Rouse's, but you got one shot at it. He said, once I put you in, you got to sell. And um, so uh, he said, what I'm going to suggest, I'm going to get you in three Rouse's stores, the three Thibodeau stores. He says, if you sell there, then we'll expand, you know, to a region. Yeah. And then from there, all the Rouse's. So, so I made sure. Uh, the first batch I actually went in there and bought myself. <laughs> the whole thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> but and then I got started getting on the phone. Hey, I need you to go. I need you mm-hmm. to get the Papa Earls, get the Papa Earls to get that that Rouse's. Now we cannot keep it on the shelves at Rouse's. The shelf space they give us, and it was just we just fortunate enough to get a whole another row from from Rouse's. Um, and, and and not only you don't get front and center the first go round too, you get bottom right. Right. You don't get eye level. Exactly. So we now we are up at eye level two two rows. High level at Rouse's, which don't sound like much, but it's... It, it, well, and I think that's mm. a, a talking point for seasoning companies. You know, we've had a hot sauce company on right. here. The value in shelf space is often lost on your general consumer. 100%. They don't recognize it when they're walking through the grocery store and they're mm. looking for something. You're most of the time looking at eye level. That Correct. shelf that's designed in between, you know... Four, eleven, and six foot. Right, right. That that eye level space where your majority of the population is going to see that space is so valuable. That's right. And grocery stores, convenience stores know the value of that shelf space, and it's not given up lightly. Exactly. You know. However, if you're a local brand like what you're talking about, you've really got to push to get those people to go and look at the bottom shelf to grab your product right. and move it up to the top. Exactly. You know. Grocery stores and convenience stores, they want to move product. Exactly. They don't care what product it is. They want to move product. And, and there's a method to their madness. That, you know, that little magazine that you see when you walk in for the sale prices, mm-hmm. I'd say, oh, I'd like to get in there. No problem. We could put you on the front page of that. But, again, location of that paper, if you want it on the front page and you want it to give 50% off, well, you got to give them 50% off off the top. Mm. So, But, it, you know, at first I said, oh, man, that, that seems like a lot, but it gets it moving. And at the end of the day – like I gave out my first thousand cans. Yeah, you know, over time, and I've given out more than a thousand now. You know, <clears throat> um, but basically, I knew I had to give away a lot at Rouse's. Uh, you know, and he showed me a lot on how it works. Hey, if you want to get in the in the basket, I'll put you in the basket. You know, I'll, I'll put you one month in the basket without charging you, but the next month I gotta, you know, you know, charge you a little bit. Yeah, and, and 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 companies like Rouse's, they want to help the local. Absolutely, they want to help the local Absolutely. economy as best Absolutely. they can. Absolutely, but also they've got to. They still have to move product. And since then, they came up with their own season. You know, they they have their own. Oh, they olives. They have their own fish fry. They have their own gumbo mix. Their own uh, fish fry season. Mm-hmm. So you know, they, they and, the, and the, I asked them, I said, "Why would y'all do that?" They said, "So we can control the price." Uh, it's know. it's look it's a backward integration right. you Absolutely. know it's it's going backwards to get the supply and start controlling it from a price right. standpoint so 100 right. so when, when you're going through and you're designing this can you're designing this logo and you're really starting to pitch it out there obviously relationships are important you know having that relationship to get into rouses is huge you know that's a very strong component of getting those first sales but on Amazon, that's a different story. You right. know, there's no relationship, quote unquote, that you gotta right. you gotta go talk to to get on Amazon. So walk us through kind of that process. You were Amazon's company of the year in what 2018, correct? So what was that like in that experience? Yeah, so that's where my partner really came in. He, uh, I don't have the, the patience, you know, to get on the computer <laughs> and, and wait and wait for emails. If, if I call somebody, to email somebody, I'm ready for a response right away. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, he had the patience, and uh, and his name's Justin Blanc. Uh, from Donaldsonville, Louisiana, um, but he uh, he got on Amazon and, and kind of did the negotiations with Amazon. And like I was telling you earlier, we sell it on a three pack only because there's a price that comes with everything. There's a price for shelf space on Amazon. There's a pay, uh, price for packaging. There's a price for shipping. So everything one pound or less is the same shipping price. Uh, so that's why us, along with all the other season manufacturers, um, 
sell them in three packs. We offer them in a one pack, but the value is, you know, much greater with the uh, three pack. Um, so, you know, again, you know, I would say every, you know, I ship to Amazon twice a month. I would say 20% of the time they lose our package. That day they give me a reimburse my money that day. But every time so far they found my package, it might be a week later, it might be a month later, we'll automatically take it out of my checking account without telling me. You know, so it's just, it's, it's, you need Amazon. It's, it's, I, yeah. it's a love-hate relationship. It's a love-hate relationship. Yep, we need them. We can't do it without them. Uh, but it's they tough to deal with. Um, but uh, I need them, and, and I think they're great, and I think Amazon's the future for a lot of things. Mm. Um, so, you know, we want to keep that relationship. And, and, um, and you know, the award that we got, wasn't just for the total number of cans it was sold. <clears throat> we were told we got the award because it was spread out throughout the United States. It wasn't just Louisiana. So you had our a, product. A we had a national reach. A national okay. reach. And I did that, you know, I was, uh, I'm was. i a trainer for a company for my medical sales, and I go all across the country training medical sales reps, and that's my lead in on my speech. You know, that's the icebreaker is that I'm a cool ass. I love to cook. And I got my own seasoning company. And, be, you know, just like every my goal is every time I go in the grocery store, Rouse's, before I leave, I talk somebody into buying Papa Earl's without even telling them who I am. And you just, so, you just, you're, you're that guy that hovers around the season and I exactly, go, oh, man, you're looking for some, exactly. I, heard, I don't heard this is a good, some good stuff. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so that's my goal. I don't leave the grocery store until I get somebody to throw it in that basket. Hey, uh, you got to do what you got to do. Right. Right. So, yeah. um, I think if I probably told him, I could probably get more, but I like to do it. I like to, and I told him my sales skills like that too, you know. Well, I think there's more, there's kind of a more genuine thought to purchase it. You know, you don't necessarily, now, you don't know it's coming from the owner, right? right. So is it like, okay, is the am I buying this? Would you buy it As just to satisfy pit. the right. owner Correct. or every owner is going to sell it hard, Correct. you know? Correct. But at the same time, it's like you're not saying, "Oh, I'm the owner; you should buy it." Correct. It's saying this is some great tea, and of course, you're not. You you use it. You're right. you're a consumer of your own product, right. you know. And you've done taste tests, like you said, blind right. taste tests, so mm-hmm. you know it's what attracts and is drawn to you. Right. And it's also easy to sell your own product. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Absolutely. if you can't sell your own product easily, right. you got something 100%. going on. You, you got to be passionate. You know, whether it's my medical devices or my product. Uh, my season product, you got to be passionate, you got to believe in it. And I would not put my name on it. I would have had 20 products already, but most of them, I, I just didn't like it. I don't want to put my name on it. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. and you've also got to take into consideration the larger companies that have sales teams. The sales team's doing the same thing, you know. Right. They're going out and about, and they are selling your product for you. They're in front of customers. They're making things happen. And as a small startup or a smaller corporation you have to be your own salesman correct and so selling at least one can you know hey that day right somebody bought one can that's right and that's good and i look at it as <clears throat> i want them to buy the can but i want them after they use it to tell their brother-in-law about it their assistant-in-law their mama their dad their grandmother their grandpa and um because it all comes back to um you know a village it takes a village to raise someone you know the old adage goes and you know my grandmother's the one that started me cooking and um you know i'd start off chopping the seasons and wanting to know what she's putting in the pot and then you know it's the same thing with this what season you use and really got popular with online like i said during covid people cooking and sharing their ideas on i mean how big was tiktok before covid right and uh you know just scrolling through it last night some things i wouldn't let my dog eat that i watch on that but it's it's the good interaction and and and, and just to see in the um you know, it's hard to find somebody that cooks good and and is a good entertainer. Yeah, so you get, they gotta have some personality. Exactly. So I, I see in a lot of personality with bad food and a lot of good food with some bad personality. So <laughs> I'm hoping to one day bring that blend and uh, have a little of both. I like that. And so y'all are actually on some social media and y'all work with a couple of people on there as correct, well. Correct. Correct. Uh, so my partner does exactly Instagram, do? Facebook. I do uh, I do the Twitter. Uh, just because I'm a news freak, I like to know what's going on with the news, so I just picked it up. Uh, I just handed it to Twitter. So at least once a day, I try to at least repost something with the can, uh, whether it's me cooking or not. Uh, this uh, Friday, I posted I cooked the seafood gumbo, so I posted that. Um, uh, I, matter of fact, someone sent me three samples. It's a hot sauce. Uh, his name is Hot Sauce Sensei. He cooks his own hot sauce, but he wanted a Cajun blend, so he reached out to me. 
sent him some Papa Earls, and he sent me three different samples of uh, my Papa Earls. He wants to do a Cajun blend and use my Papa Earls. Uh, <clears throat> and he said he wants me to try. He says there's one that, that he hopes I pick that he can market commercially best. So, uh, again, it's going to be a blind taste test. He just shipped it out today. Matter so of fact, so that sauce. would be a liquid hot sauce, correct? Okay, so, so that would be, be some type of partnership. To, uh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's also the cool part is when you have personality behind the brand and you're not just pushing product, it right. opens you up to those doors, right? Correct. Those correct. folks that want to interact with you because you've got some personality. They see you on camera. They right. see you doing things, and it's intriguing to them. And when it comes down to that branding component, it is really what's the story, who's the person behind the product, right. you know? The product can be great and you can sell it, but what really sells is the story. That's right. You know? so no, but we heard that several times too, yeah. you know. You know, we have old saying you can put it on a tennis shoe and make it taste good. But, you know, until until you taste it and you just somebody that's just falling on deaf ears until they actually taste it. Yeah. Right. And and it's it's when you're when you're marketing on a digital platform, you can't have them taste it right then and right, there, right? Correct. So you have to draw them in in a sense of what's going to be appealing to them in terms of wanting to buy and try this product. Correct. Well, we've got to have a great story. Right. We've got to incentivize them to be like, you know what? That Mark Norman guy, he's a pretty good mm-hmm. dude. Let me go ahead and try out what he's selling. Right. Let me try that out. And then once you try it, then it's hook, line, and sinker at that correct. point, you know? Correct. And look, <clears throat> even when we get it in those hands, a 12-ounce can in the season – you know, unless you're cooking a lot, that might last six months. Yeah. Uh, you know, in somebody's spice cabinet. Um, so we got to get in a lot of hands, and uh, you know, it's a lot of boots on the ground. And but we enjoy doing it. I enjoy doing it. I enjoy cooking. I enjoy the talking to people about cooking. I don't care if I'm on an airplane. Uh, you know, just this weekend I was cooking for the Pittsburgh Steelers and um, for the coaches and their wives. I do that every year. And while we were there, the lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania showed up at the party. And he had three Secret Service guys with him. I, I made a, a, a point to go bring them from Jambalaya and fried shrimp. Gave each of them a can of a Papa Earl's. One of them ordered it right there on the spot. Took a picture with them. <laughs> you know, he pretty much probably said, this guy ain't going to leave until I order yeah, a can. Let's, let's order it. But, you know, it, uh, whoever I sat by on an airplane got a can. You know, it, it's, it's, it's an all-day, you know, thing for me that I, I just – but I enjoy doing it. I enjoy talking about it, you know. So if you bring it on airplanes, what's that like going through security? Well, <laughs> the carry-on gets a little heavy. That's the only thing, too. People ask me to ship them a can and, and all of that. I said, look, it's so easy to buy it on Amazon. They ship it straight to you. By the time I give you a can and I got to go to the post office and package it, it's the weight. And, and it's hard. That's probably like folks buy it in bulk. And, you know, we'll talk about that with the market and all of that. But it's the hardest thing is to ship because it's so heavy. It, it, it weighs a lot. Well, and that's – okay, so that's a great – talking point when you talk about supporting small businesses and you talk about how do you promote local economy oftentimes folks think to not order it off of amazon and to go to your website and to order it and get it that way so they think it's like a direct purchase with you from your website but you're you're exactly right from an economies of scale standpoint selling one can off your website may not profit Papa Earl's company as a whole Correct. as if you buy a can off of Amazon, you know? Correct. And so h- how do you kind of have those conversations with people who may not have it in the store near them whenever they're thinking with this mindset of, oh, I've got to go to their website, don't go to Amazon. It's, and I'm going to cut them, like they're going to get right. a cut of it. Like, But in reality, it's not it's not that case, you right. know? And it's not that feasible. Like, I'm going to give you a, it, just one thought on top of my head. Red Stick Sports. Mm-hmm. I buy my hats and some T-shirts from them. So for a marketing idea, they were one of the first. I put my logo on one half, their logo on half. So for that first thousand cans, I said, I won't charge you a penny over my cost. Mm-hmm. I just want your guys out there, your salesmen out there, handing it away with your logo on it, my logo, and I want to get it in people's hands. So it worked, and he's been buying ever since. So I, a lot of those marketing folks, like Phil's Oyster Bar, on every table at Phil's Oyster Bar, you know, the first 500 cans, I did the same thing with him. Say, hey, pay me cost. I want to get in people's hands, get it on your tables. You know, he's got folks going over there, as good as his oysters are, looking for the Papa Earls, you know. So that makes me feel good when he tells me stories like that. It's good uh, when they steal the cans off the table. Absolutely. <laughs> and look, I'm famous for when I go in there, I go eating there a couple times a week, and I get to talking with somebody, I tell them, hey, look, you can have that can. He said, man, you sell them to me and you're giving them away. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> You know, and that's that's what's fun to me. You know, uh, meeting those folks, or somebody said, uh, 
you know, hey, can you sign a can for me? You know, and I have a sign my autograph. Uh, but it feels good and it's fun, you know, so we have a good time with it. So, and this is not your full-time job. Correct. So you do medical sales medical and sales. you have a, sounds like a pretty far stretch of, of interstate that you cover. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Uh, Ocean Springs to Gulfport, Mississippi, up to Alexandria. So how do you balance this? It's tough. Um, I, uh, I got a supportive wife at home. She'll help me with any clerical uh, things I need. Jesse, you know, we team up and do certain things. Now he is great with the computer, great with billing, uh, that sort of thing. I, I would have sent him on here, but last time I sent him on a TV show, he sounded like he was giving a eulogy. I tell everybody, <laughs> so I said, "Hey, I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the talking and the marketing. You you, you got a face for a computer." Uh, so, so we tease each other like that. Um, uh, a lot of times he's out of town working his job, so he'll say, "Hey, Amazon, you know, running low, pack up some." Uh, we keep them in three packs. So all I got to do is box them up on Amazon. You know, they running low. He keeps a great tab on how much Amazon has. You know, watching that. You know, when we need to get it out because it spikes. You know, and uh, at different times, mm-hmm. of, of somebody, a big influencer starts posting. Like if a new influencer starts posting, we may sell a hundred that one day, and then some days we may sell only five or ten. Right. Um, so you can see it. You know, and that's what we're talking about social media. If I post. If I post ball crawfish Sunday at five o'clock, that may get a thousand likes. If I post it Wednesday at five o'clock, it may only get a hundred. So those are the things I started. I had no idea about before I started in this, uh, you know, that just caught my eye to say, Hey, Sunday, it must be the day everybody's winding their weekend down, getting ready for Monday, laying on the couch, flipping through their social media. Um, You know, it's a good day to post things on, on Sunday night. That's, you know, especially food pictures and, well, especially when you think about where people are spending their time, right? So that's, for me, when I started the show, that was the biggest thing was I did want it, I wanted it to make the content consumable as easily as possible, meaning I was going to be everywhere where the eyeballs were. So we're on every platform. You you can't be on a platform and not find us, you know? So to me, that was very important because I recognize that people consume different platforms you know if people have an issue with instagram they're going to go to facebook they have an issue with facebook they go to tiktok they have an issue with tiktok they're going to go to twitter and they're going to rotate and hop between these platforms and they're in a different frame of mind within every platform and recognizing your own patterns of okay it's it's monday night it's 7 30 i'm on my phone kids are in bed my wife and i are kind of unwinding unplugging a little bit and we're both scrolling through whatever platform okay I need to post right now. <laughs> you know, it's like you have to shift your mind as a business owner from a consumer of the content to a producer of that content Correct. and recognize when you're doing it, right. there's got to be at least a couple hundred other people doing it at the same time. That's right. And some of these platforms will allow you to see how many of your followers are online mm-hmm. before you post. Right. And, and so that- monitoring that, you know, when you start looking at the data, you can start seeing the activity times of your followers per platform and you may have to end up spending different times on different platforms posting because your followers or people who could follow you are spending different time or on that platform at a different time. I mean, it's like a whole scientific calculation and formula when you get down to it. Correct. And even as far as like, you know, Jesse did a good job with that too. Like if somebody Googles Cajun season, mm-hmm. depending on what you pay, how much you pay, it is the order which Cajun season comes out on Google. Yeah. You know, so I had no idea with, with that kind of stuff. So we fortunate starting grassroots, a cool ass from Thibodeau to get this far in a short amount of time. It, it seems like a lot of time, but it, it's relatively a short amount of time to get where we, where we at with the with the seasoning. Uh, you know, not knowing anything about that space. Uh, you know, uh, graphics and and when people are using it, who's looking at your website, what time they're looking at your website. You know, that sort of thing. Well, in that point of you say it's a short amount of time i want to kind of stress that when the sense of we you got this award next to me and it's from 2018 right so it's five years ago right and you're saying that the five years y'all have been doing this since you know you got the award in 18 is a short amount of time that is so true and often skimmed over for entrepreneurs right if they start a company and they're not selling a thousand cans a day after the first week, they think they're a flop. 
Right. They think it's a failure. They think, why am I doing this? I'm going to give up. There's no point in doing that. But in reality, this stuff takes time. Absolutely. You know, especially when you're being a part-time preneur, right. you know, right. and you're, that's good word. You, you, you've got your full-time job. That's, you got to keep your food on your table because you understand that your other business takes time. You know, you can't dive all in because your margins aren't there from the get-go. Right. Right. You know, the margin per can, I'm sure, is not that high. It's not. You got to get the volume through. Right. You know, so recognizing that timetable, five years is a short time. Right. And and, and, and being okay with it. <clears throat> yeah. I'm at the LSU baseball game yesterday, and the big green can is sitting in, in left center field. You know, it's upwards of $100,000 they're paying for that advertising. So I, that's what I'm up against. You know what I mean? So I understand – you know, uh, even along, I remember going to college in, in the late 80s and taking a candidate with me. So, you know, that's 40 years, close to 40 years. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a marathon, not a race. You know, we ended for the long haul. And, uh, you know, I hope my grandkids uh, can get something from it. You know, <laughs> that, that's, that's the future. So they can they can take they it can over. Take you it. Know? That's right. That's right. And it's especially I love what you're doing where you're you're finding those creative avenues the other cans aren't. You right, know, right. you're finding the fact that you can have co-branding on there. You can have the Phil's Oyster Bar on there. You can have the Red Stick Sports on there. And then you start getting creative with how you're getting it out there. You know, we I made the comment that we both got Southern Marsh co-branded koozies for exactly. my show and your can. It's like right. stuff like that you kind of don't get on a national level with large companies. You know, they right. kind of want to stick to their own brand and they're not willing to kind of share some costs there to get not only their brand out there, but somebody else's brand. Exactly. Walmart's not going to co-promote with you. They're <laughs> no. going to give you, they're going to, they're going to give you the price <laughs> what they want to sell, what they're going to buy it for and what they're going to sell it for. 225 is another great example magazine. We went to them, you know, instead of paying the full price for an ad, they said, Hey, let's co-promote with, with the can, put their label on half, you know? So, you know, we were fortunate to have a lot of those, uh, local folks that, that that do that with us. Yeah, and so on that mark, are y'all what? What are the stores that people can kind of find y'all in as of right now? Uh, Rouse's, Calandros, Matherns, High Neighbor. Uh, those are your local schools, and it, it's good that you brought that up because I could go and I can go get in any meat market, any convenience store in, in Louisiana. All right, but the problem is it spent takes a lot of time. You know, they might give me a space for only six cans. If I got to go in there and check the cans and all that for the little bit I'm making each can, it's really not worth it. With Rouse's, there's upwards of 50 stores. We have a distributor. So the distributor, there's one distributor, uh, one employee of the distributor that goes in there, checks off how many cans they need. The next day, big van comes in there and fulfills what they checked off from, from the day before, whether 6, 12, 18 cans. So, uh, you know, I could, never, I could never be in Rouse's without the distributor and be successful. Um, so I would be chasing my tail, trying to get in every, at the beginning, that was my method to my man, is getting as many stores as I could. But, you know, I'd have to go cook a jambalaya at the front of the store and greet the people coming in on a Saturday morning. And, you know, again, a jambalaya might cost you $150, $200, making 25 50 cents a can. Do the math on that, how many cans you need to sell. Yeah, a lot. Before to pay for that jambalaya, you know. So uh, so we changed our strategy a little bit. And and then now especially, it didn't, you know, I was sponsoring baseball teams, soccer teams, doing billboards, you know, at the end of the day, it didn't take me long to realize social media, look who's cooking on social media, send them a can and let them post while they're cooking. That's been, that's been a method of our madness of late. So, and, and having those, those micro influencers, the ones that aren't asking for the astronomical fees to get a posting with the can is huge. Right. Cause their following is so active. Exactly. You know, when you're at the nano and the micro level within a following on social media, those followers are dedicated to who they're following, and they're very active, whether it's through liking, through commenting, or actually purchasing things. It's huge. Right. And people don't necessarily recognize that. They want the, the large, you know, they're thinking, okay, we're going to spend X number of dollars on social media marketing via influencers, and we're going to find the person that's got the biggest following, and that's what we're going to post to. But you can spend the same, if not less, when you take... 10 micro influencers or 10 nano influencers and have them promote your product. Correct. You know, however, you've got to be careful with social media now that people can buy followers to jump up quickly. You know, you got to look at what their engagement is. If they've got, you know, 
100,000 followers and they only get 100 likes, they may not be the, the folks for you. Right. But if they got 1,000 followers and they get 500 likes, well, that's a 50% rate of participation, you know? Right. No, and, and again, I had no idea about that, but it didn't take me long to realize who's got the likes and who's got the the retweets and, and that sort of thing. And, and you know, we, we've been, you know, really um, grateful, um, you know, sincerely grateful to those folks that, that reached out to us and we reach out to them and I send them a hat or a shirt, you know, and they cook with it and continue to cook with it. And, uh, you know, my sister was in the hospital, my sister-in-law, my brother's wife was in the hospital and, San Antonio, and I had a guy from Texas that went visit. Had, he had never physically met me and met him through social media. We talked. I sent him things and, and, you know, was willing to take a ride to, to check, to go meet my brother and say, hey, man, I'm friends with your brother on on social media. I use his product. <laughs> you know what I mean? That says yeah. a lot. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And um, so, uh, you know, those are the type of people I met. You know, I got a good friend of mine that's in medical sales now. I helped him get the job in medical sales. Uh, uh, he goes by Cajun uh, Mallet is his handle on, on Twitter. And he, he, you know, I met him through social media. You know, next thing you know, we working together and, and you know, but he, he, before we worked together, he was cooking and cooking his ribs. And, you know, he had won a Memphis rib uh, barbecue cooking contest already, you know, in Memphis, Tennessee. So, you know, he posts a lot. He's got a lot of followers, a lot of likes, and and you know, every every meal he was cooking, whether it's chicken ribs or whatever, he was using Papa Earl. So, uh, you know, it's just met a lot of a lot of great people, uh, you know, th- through this as well. Yeah, and it's a testament to the product when you have people taking it out of their own, right, and using it for their their content that they're creating. Correct. So y'all are developing other products right now. We are. We are. The next product that's going to be out mm-hmm. is a fish fry. It should be out in the next thirty days. Uh, we, we placed the order, placed the order for 30,000 bags. Um, so we'll have that. I'm going to probably give away the first five, at least 500 of those bags, get in as many people's hands as I can, send it to all my influence, my current influences on, on, on social media. Um, then we have a steak season that's coming out right behind that. The, the steak season has been beta tested. It's ready to go. We're just working on the label, um, as we speak. And then, uh, Behind that, we'll have a spicier version of the Papa Earls. A lot of people okay. want a little more kick. Uh, still less salt, but want a little bump higher. So uh, maybe a little habanero pepper or something like that in there, okay. ghost pepper or something of like that effect. Ghost pepper? Yeah. Oh, you yeah, see, just so taking we're trying it away to, Yeah, we're there. just trying to try, – but we want to be different. We want to keep, yeah. keep ourselves – you know, we've been successful uh, being different, so we want to continue uh, being ourselves by being different. So how do you go about kind of developing these other products? I mean, now – Developing one can and doing what you've been doing for the last few years, I, I can see how that's feasible from a time commitment standpoint right. and still balancing your medical sales job. Right. But now you're getting to the point where this is not just a product. This is now starting to become a company. Correct. You know, now you're getting more offerings. You've got different offerings. How has that kind of impacted your basically day? Yeah, it, it takes a long time. So on a day-to-day basis, it doesn't take much of my time. Um, but my fish fries, this is the two year process. I started using, I started using fish fries that I like kind of reverse engineered that. And, you know, again, <clears throat> on, I didn't know any of this five years ago, but on an ingredients listed on fish fry, I might start as corn flour, uh, then, uh, wheat flour, then black pepper, you know, and so on. The first ingredient is the one with the majority the majority of, of the ingredient in there. So I try to reverse engineer, come out with the percentages and try it myself. And I like this fish fry. I like this, the crispiness of this one, but the season of this one. So I try to reverse engineer it in my own mind and came up with, with my own. And it's got to be sent off. Maybe a month later, they send it back. I don't like it. Got to send it back. A month later, they send it back two or three times. So that test has been been done. That test has been done on a steak season. The label's been printed. L- label might take 30, 60 days to get approved. And I can't just send a label. I, I got to make the label, and then I got to send it to the print folks to make sure it all fits on the on the label. It's got to, uh, uh, you know, be approved. But UPC codes got to be applied for it, be approved X amount of size. Uh, Cajun, if I want the Cajun certified stamp, that's got to be approved. Cajun's got to be approved. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can't just put Cajun certified on anything. And so, wait, who, who's the Cajun certification people? 
I do it through Targill X. Tell me how much it is, and, and we send them a check. But it's a certification process that it's Louisiana Cajun. Yep, correct. So is that like with the the state? Is that with some that government I entity? That, that I can't. It's a, if I had to guess, a state though. Okay, I mean yeah. that's just. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess again, I didn't realize that you had to. I mean, obviously, when you get down to it, if it's something certified, there's right. going to be a fee there. But it's like. Right. What, what, the, a, what right. agency decided I mean, that they're the Cajun specialists? Who in this world is more certified than me to say is Cajun <laughs> yeah, or not? You know. Right. But I was at a uh, I was at a food festival this past weekend in Pittsburgh, and they had organic and boy, and everything's 20 percent high on organic. And buddy, I was walking with, man, you need to just slap organic on your Papa Rose can. I said, well, no, I'd love to, but you can't. You know, and, and, and there's charge a reason it's ten or twenty percent high. Exactly. Part of that's uh, part of that's that certification process, but. Part of that, and most of that is the ingredients used, you know. So uh, I'm curious if we can kind of go down the, the the path of the Cajun certification. Obviously, you had to send the can off. Right. Were, were there interviews to get down to, are you really, a, are you, and is the company Cajun or are you Cajun? I'm, it, what, it's just some, what were some of the parameters? Yeah, it was just mostly where it's produced. And, and okay, where it's produced, yeah. got it. Okay. Yeah, remember that old, uh, that old uh, uh, salsa commercial, New York City. I forget the name of the, uh, the salsa commercial, but mm-hmm. I'm showing my age here. Uh, but it was a, a salsa commercial, but it was made in, in New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the competitor was was make, kind of making fun of that on the commercial to say, "Hey, you not you don't buy a, a salsa from from New York City, just like you don't buy a Cajun season from." Okay, from so New it's York geographical. Exactly. Based. Gotcha. Exactly. Okay, that exactly. makes sense. And yeah, that's yeah. again, it's all components like this where. Consumers, for the most part, may not pay attention to right, right. the cost associated with that. They're going to notice if the can says Cajun certified. They're right. going to notice if it says, you know, gluten free. They're going to notice right. that type of stuff, but they may not notice and think about the fact that you got to pay for that type of stuff. Right, right. You know, so if you're looking at a local product that has those certifications, that has those labels on them, and it's a little bit higher than a competitor, just know that it's not higher because they point. want to. Great it's not, it's no. not higher because Mark's sitting there going, ooh, I think we can squeeze right. another dollar I can out of our product. Right. No, it's we've got different costs that other companies may not have whom don't have this certification on That's yet. right. And, you know, just, just the other day they called us and said, hey, we ran it without the Cajun certification. Y'all want to just go with these or you want to reprint for additional costs? And, and I said, no, we, we are keeping this. We, we All systems go, and then the next run we're going to, you know, pay the extra, get cert, uh, Cajun certification on it. Okay, uh, I got you. You know, just because you got to put it, you know, they were going to, tr- they was it a misprint on their part? It was, uh, it probably was a miscommunication. Gotcha. Uh, that, that we didn't check off, check off the box that we wanted it. It was on our other can. And, you know, you can see these cans over, over the years. You know, one mm-hmm. has GMO, no GMO. Uh, one has uh, Cajun certification, the other one doesn't. So you can, you know, uh, uh, so it's just, it's a lot to deal with, you know, and we're juggling two other jobs, you know. <laughs> it's not yeah. easy. No, it's not easy. It's not easy. So what's, everything, again, comes with a cost, so it's, if it's worth it, you know. So what's the uh, the logo on the front? You've got the the house. What's the house? What's the story behind the house? Jesse came up with that. You know, I, I liked it. I didn't change one one thing about the can, to be honest with you. When he, when he came up with it, he did a great job with that. You know, we went to see a consultant and, um, you know, moving forward, and he thought the can was a little busy. Um so maybe in the future with other products and stuff, we may tweak it a little bit, uh, but we're gonna we're gonna stay with that, that that foundation for sure. Yeah. So it's uh, let's see if we can see. It. I don't think you can see the logo or whatnot, but it's like a house. It's like a log cabin. Correct. correct. So is this a Cajun shack? Yeah, it's uh, a more ca- Cajun yeah, shack. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. More or less the look we were going for. I like it. Okay. So this is, it, it's. I love the the logo, the look of the logo. It is very Cajun, right, 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 right. out the gate. You see it, it's like okay, that's that's Cajun. You know, right. it's 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 a nice touch to it, but it's it's also it pops. You got to think about the shelving in the grocery store units. It's like a it's like a tannish color almost. Right. So having that white's gonna make it that white's gonna make it jump 100%. and pop on it. So they had accidentally one time put yellow yellow tops on it, and uh, she uh, the. the uh, the package uh, said, I'll, "I'll give you twenty-five cents off or what have you." I said, "Nope." I said, "I hate to do that to you, but we, we, I need my red caps, you know, to, because that's you know I just I want I don't want to change that that look, you know." Well, especially as a small as a, right. as, as a as a young company, right? You can't afford 
to tweak your logo, exactly. your system, your coloring. Right. Because if your customers are going based off of the white can with the red lid, right. they're going to miss it when they see a white can with a yellow right. lid. Right. You know, it's Correct. it's what's familiar in our peripheral. It's going to grab our attention. Correct. And if it's a different color pattern, it's I don't I don't know that company. Right. You know, I don't know who that is. I was talking with a sunflower seed company getting on, on the sunflower. They started to have flavored sunflower uh, seeds and whatnot, and <clears throat> their graphic design by all means wanted to change my colors for the sun. So that's why we held back on it. You know, they would tell them in the grocery stores, blue means this, red means this, these certain colors. You know, they want to be this certain color because it brings out hunger and someone going down the aisle. I mean, it's that deep. <laughs> it's that deep. Uh, yeah, that's, that's deep. Yeah, deep. That's, man, it's Cajun season. Come on, now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. if, if you're buying the stuff to make red beans, you're going to pick up a can it, of Cajun exactly. seasoning to make exactly. your red beans, that's you right. know? That's right. <laughs> and if you're going and it's in the afternoon and you haven't had lunch, or it's right before dinner, you're going to be hungrier, exactly. you know? It's, it, it is what it is. Exactly, exactly. Can I reach another beer, Patty G? Yeah, go for it, one thing man. I like about Patty G, he had a beer for me on the podcast. <laughs> I did a couple of these before. The first one, I can drink a beer. Yeah, we'll be right back, y'all. We're going to take a little break. And we're back, man. So, got you another beer. We're good to yep, go now. Yeah, we're good to go. <laughs> yeah, I, I was getting nervous. Getting, hey, look, I, I get it. I get it. So, yes, w- with all of the, the branding and everything, it's great to do pairing and to work with other companies but if you can't stay true to your color scheme you can't stay true to who you are as your image it, it gets lost in translation right, right. It, it's tough to maintain that brand when you're just building it you know mm-hmm. when you're just creating something you've got to stick with it until you get that recognition correct then you can expand and do whatever you want to do. exactly exactly you know talking to uh the last folk i about the steak season, you know, I said, man, this steak season is really good. My beta test is the first one. I sent it in as a 10, which I sent them all in as a 10, and, and it came back as a 12. And it came, that was the first and only thing that I sent for beta test and came back better than the one I sent. And I said, you know, something's telling me to do this. Make sure, take a few steps back. That's why it's not out yet. Take a few steps back. Let's make sure we're doing this right. We went to see a consultant, um, you know, he wanted to back up and change my whole logo for all my products. I said, no, we're not doing that just yet. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I want to continue my momentum, you know, and eventually we probably going to have to do some of that. But, you know, I didn't I didn't want to stop what I already had in progression. So, um, wait, and then you've already got these runs. You, exactly. can't, you can't not sell the runs you've already got made. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so, uh, you know, so we just, what we did is say, hey, let's keep on going. We're just going to punt. We're going to continue moving forward, but we're going to just slow down a little bit and uh, on that until we until we until we get our packaging right and see what exactly how we want to roll it out. You know, I you know we even talked about barbecue uh, rubs and then you know consultant man he this is out of everybody that I talked to and see this is probably the greatest point he, he that I've heard. He said Cajun season is saturated. He said but barbecue seasons are super saturated. He said, everybody in America's got a barbecue pit. Yeah. So stick to what you stick to what you're comfortable with, stick to what you know, stick to, you know, being Cajun and and, and that background. And and you know what? I was kind of even against going to steak season route, but it came out so good and I really want to uh put a lot of time and effort in it. You know, it might not sell as much as the Cajuns because you can, you know, we promote this, use it on everything. Well, this is specifically be for steak. So, yeah. you know, I don't want to go back and say, hey, you can use this on everything, but use this on steak. Exactly. You know? exactly. So I want to make sure I'm doing that right, you know. Well, and it, it all comes down to how you deliver the message. Correct. You know, so if you come out and say, this is our steak rub or this is our steak, you know, it's, it's got to be a rub at that point. It's specific because when this type of things, people aren't necessarily using it as a rub. Because a rub, you really get that right. stuff on there. You know, you really lather it in, and you really get a lot of product on your steaks if you're going to do a rub style. Whereas this, you kind of just do a little, exactly. little sprinkling on top. Exactly. You know? So it is a different product overall right. than it is an all-season, a mm-hmm. seasonal. Plus, I mean, you're using this on anything and everything. Right. You know, I'm sure you're going to well, – even if you use a fish fry, you're still going to season it with something on top. Correct. You know, people like a little bit more hit – and what's in a general fish fry? Because what they care about the fish fry is: is it going to be flaky? Is it going to make? Is it going to stick to the fish? Is it going to be a good product and consistency that we can then season a little bit after the fact? Correct. And you know, it's just like again cooking. You know, for this past weekend, I cooked for the general public, not because I knew there was going to be kids, adults, older uh, folks. So, you know, one fish fry is not going to 
satisfy everybody's taste buds. Right. Again, it goes to crispiness, sticking to the flour, sticking to the uh, to the protein, and that's where we also have a little special stickum that we put in there. So we're gonna really promote that as well. That stickum portion that I sticks a little better than, than anybody else's. So that's kind of uh, what we got hanging a feather in a hat as well on on this fish fry. So we're excited about that. Um, so it's good that you you pointed that out. Well, I mean, then you can use that talking point with your influencers. Right. You know, hey, when you're cooking fish, run a, run a side comparison. Run a blind comparison and see which one really does. Put us up to the test. You know, if somebody else sticks better than us, maybe we need to fix something. You That's know? right. But we, we're, we, you know, you've done your beta testing. You've compared everything. And on the front end, you've already got that worked out from a company standpoint. But when you get it into a consumer's hand, you often find that they may not use it as you typically use it because you know how it's designed and how right. to do this and that. And it's you got to have that that showcase model where you have these influencers going in and really cooking with it so people can see firsthand, oh, yeah, it does work. Correct. That person's using it. You know, it's right. not just a company coming out there saying, hey, this Papa Earl's fish fry and this is how we fry fish. Right. That's great, but having to see somebody else not associated mm-hmm. it just speaks volumes. Right. And, and you know, fish... You know, it's easy to get one to stick to fish, but I wanted to make sure it stuck to shrimp because mm-hmm. it's a lot harder to get a, a fish fry or flour to stick to shrimp. And, you know, nothing I like better than homemade fried shrimp. So I wanted to make sure it, it popped and stuck to the shrimp. So that that's basically what we hung our hat on for this fish fry. So how much, how bad was it having to go through these taste tests? Oh, man, I was so <laughs> swole up by each and every one of them. Um, so I would just take little little bites, and Jesse did a good job, a super job. I can't say that enough that he did that uh, well. Um, but it, it got to be, you know, eat, eating a lot. You know, I do these jambalaya tasting contests and, and all of that throughout the state, and, and um, I enjoy doing it, but it's the same thing. It's like, whew, after 30 bites of jambalaya, you know, they all start tasting the same. and Yeah, they start blending. Yeah, they start blending, eating crackers in between the, so uh, we wanted to make sure, and, and that's why we just never did it on one day and, and called it quits. We did it, came back a Saturday, you know, another Saturday, and, and repeated the process to make sure we didn't get that, uh, you know, falling under the same, say, hey, I'm tired, yeah, yeah, this tastes good, just kind of check the box. Wanted yeah. to make sure that he mixes the squares up, and we did it over, over multiple weekends. Well, and that level of product tasting and sampling is huge. Because oftentimes people will do that. Oh, it's been we've been at this for four or five hours today. Let's just call it a day. Right. Yeah, it's good. You know, right. it's it's done. And that's when you get so focused in on a certain project, there does come a point in time where you're just tired of looking at it. You're right. physically drained. You're mentally drained. You just can't look at that specific project for any longer. And you know, ten times out of ten, hanging up that day, come back yeah, either the next absolutely. day, the next week. Get a fresh set of eyes on there. Get a fresh mind, and if it still rings true, it still rings the same. Then you got a winner. Exactly, and that's, that's great advice for entrepreneurs out there because that's certainly you know what we did, and 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 it worked. You know, we feel it worked, and we we satisfied with our product. And again, we put, wouldn't put our names on it if, if we wasn't. Yeah, and um, we'll continue using that same model. We want to learn from social media and, and experts like yourself uh, moving forward. I think that's our biggest want. And need is um, is get a little help on social media, uh, what works, what doesn't work, moving forward. You know, I think we had kind of maximized our grassroots campaign. Mm-hmm. Now we're ready to take it to another level, and uh, you know that that's that's where we're going from here. I like it, man. Well, as we kind of start to wrap up the show, we have a a set list of questions we like to ask every guest. Right. So the first one is, what is something you did as a kid you wish you could still do today? Um. Probably, I like to. I used to love to run, and uh, part of it's because my belly got a little big, but I just, I just, my legs for whatever reason hurt to run. I'll do a lot of walking at night. Like that's when I get my focus. About ten o'clock at night, I go for a walk around the neighborhood. Uh, I like to burn them calories, but it takes a lot longer to walk to burn the same amount of calories as you know as the jog. That's what I really miss is running. You know, basketball and tennis and that sort of thing, running just my legs. I can't do it anymore. I mean, God, that's part of that, uh, that, that getting old theory, right? Yeah, your, your exactly. joints don't work as freely as you as that's they right. used to. You know, I look Mother at my, Nature's undefeated. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. I mean, I look at my, my, my little man who's, you know, 18 months old and he can 
pivot and do right, everything else. Right. I'm like, whew, to be to be that age and being exactly. able to that that free and nimble exactly. and being able to bounce back up right. after you fall. Right. It don't work yep. that way. No, absolutely. <laughs> yep. So you have balanced uh, a full time job with a full time entrepreneurial hustle for several years. And what kind of lessons have you learned along the way? You know, what are three lessons that you've gathered over your career of doing this? One, again, whether it's, it's selling spices, selling jewelry, or selling medical device, you got to be passionate and you got to believe in, in, in what you're selling. Two is, <clears throat> and I teach this to the new, new reps, you got to treat the janitor the same way as you treat the, treat the CEO. You know, when I walk in the front door of the hospital, I walk in talking to everyone, and 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 I know the CEO ties his shoes just like I tie mine too. So I give them everyone the same respect uh, level. Uh, and third, uh, 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 under promise and over deliver. Yeah. And probably four, I'm gonna give you one more is if if you don't know the answer, and and I come from I'm in the operating room with physicians. You know, a lot of times they might ask something and I, and I don't know. And, you know, instead of just blurting out that answer, say, hey, I'm 99% sure, but I want to be 100%. So let me get back to you. Yeah. So that would probably be a, another one is, is uh, make sure you, you know, if you don't know, tell someone you don't know. Yeah. They respect and, that and, more and in then, the long run. And then figure right. out the solution Correct. or the answer Correct. before giving that response. Correct. Correct. Okay. So what is something that you love about Louisiana? I know I know never want to leave uh, Louisiana. I love the people, the culture, um, and just, you know, can pick up the phone at any time and, and call, you know, any one of my friends or any one of my customers and, and, and you know, and feel like, uh, you know, they can do anything for me and I'd certainly re- know that I would return the favor for them. Yeah, that's, that's 100% true. I mean, it's, it, it's proofs in the pudding whenever you look at where you were able to go from that bottom right-hand side of the spices to Correct. the eye level and Rouse's, you Correct. know. People got behind the product, they believe right. it, and they're more than happy to support a local business. Correct. So for the final question, what is something I can do to help you? I would like, I'm super excited about, you know, before we started the podcast is, you know, opening and exploring that opportunity about doing a podcast with you and, 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 and Donnie helping me with the social media and, and, and you know, moving forward. I'd like to continue building on our relationship. And Absolutely. I would certainly like to do a, another podcast um, with you and show me how to show me the inner workings because I don't have the bandwidth, the energy to just go start a podcast. So I certainly <laughs> like to set up and, you know, I want to take you up on doing a commercial. Uh, I just sponsored a Alliance Club um, uh, uh, football jamboree down in Thibodeau and, um, and they asked me if I had a commercial. I said, no, I'm old school. I'll give you a vector, lab, uh, a vector image. That's the best I got, you know. So I like to, uh, you know, again, all about taking it to the next level. Right. Yeah, and that's, I'm always in that frame of mind, too. It's like, well, I know what we're doing today is good, but how do we get to the next level? Right. How do we take it up from here? How do we kick it up a notch and then continuously build on that? Correct. You know, once you get to that next level, you're always after the following level. And it's right. a never-ending process of just, going up the ladder and building stairs to, you know, there is no end in sight, right? Right. right. It's how do we get to that pinnacle of the business one step along the way? Right. And I appreciate, again, you having me on, but even more appreciative of you asking that last question. You know, I appreciate you wanting to sincerely know about how you can help me. So I really appreciate that. Absolutely, man. And we'll look, we'll, we'll talk a lot more off air and kind of figure out what we can do to help Great. and where we can bring some value. So Great. I appreciate, I appreciate you coming on the show no today. Thank you. We're going to uh, link whichever's best for to get customers to you. So if it's Amazon, we'll link your Amazon or we'll link your website, whatever you want. Right. Um, and what's, you know, for those folks, again, where can they get it in stores? Uh, Rouse's, Calandro's, Matherns, and High Neighbor in Baton Rouge, and uh, always on Amazon. And if you have any issue, reach out to us on social media. We'll get it to you some kind of way. I, I want you to have it in your hands. So anything I can do to get it in someone's hands, I'll do. Perfect. Mark, I appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much for coming in today. Appreciate it. Uh And thank you, everybody else, for watching or listening to the show. I'm really appreciative of your time. I know the guests are as well. If you have not tried Papa Earl's seasoning, make sure you go and pick you up a can. If you're looking to reach out to them and inquire a little bit more, maybe you got a cooking show or something that you want to do and get some seasoning from them, reach out to them. Let them know that you saw them on the Patty G Show. And just support local, y'all, whatever way you can. And make sure you're supporting them where it makes the most sense. 
So thank you all so very much for this latest episode and listening and following us on. And thank you as well to the amazing sponsors that bring you the show each and every week. Hear a little bit more about them right now. Welcome to the brand new Falaya mobile app. We took all the same tech that's helped hundreds of people sell their homes themselves and packed it into an easy to use app for your phone. When you download the Falaya mobile app on either the Apple or Android app store, you'll immediately be able to see the power of this game-changing tool. From the seller's dashboard, you can navigate to all the information that you need. We intentionally separated everything into key groups, such as tasks to be completed, buyer leads for your listing, and contact information for everyone involved through closing. When you get an offer on your property, you can simply review and respond all within the app. No matter where you are in the world, you'll be able to monitor everything that's going on with your property from listed to sold. It's truly the power of Falaya in the palm of your hand. Download the app and see for yourself. Falaya, it's real estate reimagined. Thank you so very much to Building 5 for the, becoming the latest sponsor of the Patty G Show. We are going to be filming once a month at Building 5. We're going to post about it on our social so you can come and visit with us. Building 5 is an excellent food establishment if you're into sharing boards and really getting a creative menu. Misty and Brumby have done an excellent job of creating an environment that's warm, welcoming, inviting for every single occasion. Go on over to Building 5 in Baton Rouge, Louisiana and tell them that the Patty G Show sent you. Imagine taxiing on a plane looking toward the end of the runway. It seems so far away, it's even hard to see it. And that's what the concept of retirement probably felt like when you were in your 20s, 30s, and 40s, way far in the distance, not visible or even a concern. But as you turn 50, something happens. Retirement suddenly seems like something real, something not too far away. In your 50s, you are rolling down the runway, Retirement is getting closer and closer, faster and faster, weeks and months zipping by. But are you even ready for a successful takeoff to retirement? Fear not, there's still runway left, but the time is now. Time to make progress and time to get a plan. The Runway Decade will help you get organized, get energized, and give you the direction you need to take off to your desired retirement. The Runway Decade building a pre-retirement flight plan in your 50s. Thank you to Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge for making this show possible. Nick Pentis is a past guest. We love having him on. Listening to him talk about the culture they have over at Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge is really an incredible thing to hear. How they treat not only their employees, but every customer that walks through the door. You are more than just a number to them. They're going to give you that white glove, concierge service every step of the way. They're going to make you feel like family and take what can be a stressful time in people's life. Shopping for a car, they're going to make it so enjoyable and so pleasurable. You're going to want to go back there time and time again for every new vehicle. Thank you so very much for Mercedes-Benz of making this show possible. Thank you to our wonderful sponsor, Lake Men's Health Center with our Lady of the Lake Physicians Group. Guys, I know it's tough to get out and go to the doctor. I know it's challenging to find time in our busy days, but I promise you signing up to be a part of this group with Dr. Curtis Chastain and Dr. Tyler Boudreaux, you won't regret it for several reasons, but most of those being the fact of the time it saves, where you're able to get in on the same day, get that appointment done, and spend that time you need to talk with them about what your health goals and concerns are, as well as ensuring that the financial investments you have, you will be able to live out and see those come to fruition. So if you're an investing guy, you know all about and planning for the future and investing in the future. There's no no other more important thing to invest in than your health. Make sure you go check them out. Our Lady of the Lake Physicians Group Men's Health Center and tell them Patty G sent you. Thank you so very much to Currency Bank, a proud sponsor of the Patty G Show. If you are looking for a business bank that fosters on three core values, relationships, service, and technology, Currency Bank is the place for you. They pride themselves on convenient, accessible, and secure online banking resources where you can manage your account balances, initiate transfers, enroll with e-statements, and more via their online portal. Between the relationships, the service, and the technology, they are going to be that partner with your business every step of the way, regardless of what you need. Currency Bank is the bank for business owners.
McClavey's Limited, a proud sponsor of the Patty G Show, has been serving the Baton Rouge area proudly for 40-plus years. Gentlemen and ladies, if you're shopping for your man, there is no other place in the Baton Rouge area to get your clothing, whether it's game day needs, everyday needs, business attire, formal attire, whatever you want. Go over there, see Frank and Ashley. It's a father-daughter duo. They do incredible things in their store. They will outfit you from as simply a shirt that you need for one evening or all the way to a full wardrobe overhaul. They're going to take care of you every step of the way and be sure and let them know that Patty G Show sent you. Simple plan, don't want a complication.